Yes, I am carrying a yoga mat because I do yoga. Oh, were you looking at my yoga mat? Yes, this is my yoga mat for doing yoga because I do yoga. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm okay. It's a big, uh, big day for Apple today. Oh my gosh. And we're, you know, one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot is that, you know, we're going to be shifting focus of this show to, to just cover kind of current events and current Apple events. Well, we've talked, I think, if I may, yeah. with some specificity. It's your show. I think we've talked with some specificity about who's sucking the oxygen out of the uh, tablet vertical vis-a-vis Apple. Um, and I think, really, I think we need to talk about the ascendance of just mobile OS in general. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, makes, it makes sense to make this show a little bit more topical, something yes. people can relate to more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, one of the announcements we have to, to make is this, we're renaming the show to be the Apple News Show mm-hmm. um, with Merlin Mann. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so I, I get a credit on it? Well, I mean, although you won't be on the show very much anymore, um, I think people right. will be more inclined to listen if they know that, that at some yes. point you were involved. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I'm happy to have had my name on it. Uh, this is like know, a, a, Mer, a Merlin man joint. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like that, uh, Sophie's choice. I just, I don't want to get in your way. I want you to pick the one you like. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we've had good times. This has been a good run. Yeah. And, um, I'm just, I feel like right now I'm so deep inside the Android vertical. I would just be a hindrance to you at this point. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I only want you to be, you know, comfortable talking about things you, you know about. Do you have any, do you have any sense of how soon they're planning to release Huffing Hobo? Is that the I'm sorry, 4. I'm thinking 3? of Ubuntu. I'm thinking of Ubuntu. <laughs> right. I think. That's Ubuntu 12. Mm, 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 what kind of distro? You use your own, no, you roll your own distro from uh, Makedersers? Yeah, it's a Slackware uh, variant. You don't do a homebrew on that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Do you, I still uh, do you... compile the kernel every time myself. Sure, and how, how hot do you get the oil? Uh, 20W50. Okay, 20W50, 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I do something similar. Uh, I check out my Ubuntu and then uh, commit back on my cupcake. And by that time, I'm able to, given that it's free, and that's free right. with 40s, um, you, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's no E in Apple if you spell it wrong. And so my feeling is that uh, if all of us were to stand up and say free isn't beer, free isn't speech, free isn't freedom, free isn't free, yeah. free isn't freebie, free isn't Fredonia. And really, there's only one E. In Fredonia, uh, it's not easy, uh, and so you know, I just like to roll back those commits sometimes uh, by by doing a get uh, on my feed. So I, you know, here's the thing: if you just want to have me on as a guest, sometimes can I be perfectly candid with you? Yeah, go ahead. I should, on. I should. Okay, thank you. Uh, first time complainer. I should say this off air, but nobody listens to Five by Five. I know. I've heard that. I've been told yeah. that. I heard that. So I think we should feel free for our, this our our final show, our our swan song, if you like. Okay. Remember, there's no I in Swan Song. Mm-hmm. Let's let's make this let's make this a good one. Let's really just, just really bang it out of the park. Let's do it. But it's it's been a good run. And uh, we, when you want to go ahead and roll the uh, clip reel? Yeah, go ahead and ro- roll it. Go ahead and roll it. Boom, 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 boom. That's like an arrow. Alligator in the bathroom. Quit your job. You're scared of everything. Hope you had the time of your life. God, I hate the way Seinfeld ended. That was the worst episode ever. It worst episode worst. ever. It's preceded by a clip show that was not nearly good as the other seven clip shows. I know. And it they played that stupid that band uh, with the with the guy 
um, Green Day. They played that Green Day song. So it's permanently dated. They might as well have played My Heart Will Go On, you know? It was the worst. <laughs> or maybe Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Yeah. There are people in the chat room uh, who are yeah. saying, is this seriously the last one? Yes. It is, absolutely. They're, they're all the last one, Dan. Mm -hmm. It's called Dukkha. <laughs> do you roll your own Dukkha? Do you do a poll? Do you do a poll? I do a poll and then I commit the changes. I did a poll yesterday afternoon. <laughs> how, how did that work out? It's good. It was good. I'm glad my iPad's got a protective cover. <laughs> you need... Are you reading back, girl? You need protection. Yeah, it's true. You know what I did? I bought my lady a, uh, her first TPB. Trade so now, paperback. Trade paperback. <laughs> I'm the Walking Dead. I got her the Walking Dead TPB. Oh, that's a good one to start with. Yeah, she likes the program. She she stomachs that show so much better than me. It's amazing. But yeah, I got her the uh, got her that. Yeah. Now I got eleven other comics for myself. No big thing. Now tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow's tomorrow's a big day. Big week. Big Wednesday tomorrow. Lots of lots of lots of big stuff coming out. Yeah, there is. A lot of I know big you. Stuff. I know you've left our universe, but it's a very exciting time in our universe right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not going to even bother, right? Bother you're with gonna, uh, Marvel now. You're not going to. You're not going to even. Mm. You see what's coming? There's a lot of good stuff coming. It's exciting. Yeah. No, I want that. What's the this raccoon? It's going to be one? no age of apocalypse crap. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be like some seriously good stuff. So you you know what people hate this stuff. No kid stuff. No kid stuff. No comics. People don't like that stuff, right? What do they like? What What do people tune in for? Dan, be honest. They, they want to hear about in for Ubuntu, Android, Cupcake. That's what they're tuning in for. They're turn, They're tuning in for uh, Stallman, the the great <laughs> the great DC. You know, they acquired uh, Alan Moore. Actually, yeah, uh, had to create Stallman from source <laughs> because there were concerns that if they made the Watchmen from existing IP, then that would be what they call the third rail, <laughs> right? In order to be free... But the fourth, I think you're thinking of the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And Rorschach tries to kill him. Spoiler. That's a good comic. Mm -hmm. so nine panels. I see Isn't it worse. weird that after that comic came out that they had uh, they named a, a kind of psychological test after that character? Tell me about it. Oh, you're, you're talking about the comedian test. Yeah, the comedian yep. test. They give you a cigar and then people hit you. Spoiler alert. That guy's kind of a jerk. I don't know how far in on The Watchmen you are, but the... the um, I'm, I'm halfway through and that comedian guy is not stacking up to be a nice guy. You know, as cute as that Silk Spectre 1 and 2. Man, oh man, oh man. Number 2 is better. We should talk about uh, comic books about parents and Markdown. There should be a Markdown comic. I think that's something people would really enjoy. Do you think this, is this what people tune in for, for to the show? Well, back to my fourth question, Dan. What do you think people tune in for? <clears throat> I, like, I think they tune in to be helped mm -hmm. with their productivity as it relates to their corporate stooge job. Vis-a-vis -vis stooge work. Back Did I tell you about my, uh, my new show idea for a Friday evening show? Did I tell you this? I'm listening. Okay. Here's my Fr idea. Every Friday evening? Every Friday night. Okay. Drive time. Home drive time. Mm. The name of the show is just called Quit. And we take calls from people who've had an awful week, and I encourage mm. them to not even go in Monday. Oh, so they're really, they're, they're in traffic? They're in traffic. They're, in, they're infuriated. Because they, they, they're, they're, they're on the horns of a dilemma. On the one hand, they've had a horrible week at a horrible job that they hate, mm -hmm. and they're stuck in traffic driving home to a family they despise. Right. Quit. Quit. Don't even go in Monday. And people call in and they talk about, they talk about what, their, uh, you know, what their life is like and how miserable they are. Mm -hmm. And instead of trying to like, help them motivate uh, like the way you would, I actually encourage them to give up and to quit <laughs> and to start something new and start their own thing. 
by you know in Monday morning which, which instead they'll, of going which they'll in. They'll probably fail at. Let's be honest. They take an empty briefcase, <laughs> uh, they, full of crackers. They put put, put a, some crackers and a you know maybe like a, an orange in there, mm. and they walk out to the pier in L.A. Hmm. And that's it. <laughs> I like the idea of your catchphrase being, let me stop you right there. <laughs> because somebody's harried, you know, <laughs> at best, they're on the bubble right. about what to do next. On the and at worst, they're very close to self-harm. They're very close to Michael Douglasing out of the car and <laughs> yeah. killing somebody at a convenience store. That's right. Alert, alert. And, and so I think you just got, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Dude, you got to quit. You just said, quit. 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 That's the name of the show. Quit. I'll and with an exclamation point. Quit. Let's say a little bit about the sleep number bed. Can you get Sleep Number as a sponsor? What I would, about, what yeah, about you know, actually, vacation.com. Don't laugh, don't laugh. But I'm not going to laugh. I have been approached by a company that represents both Sleep Number and SodaStream. But you've got to take the good with the bad, if you know what I'm saying. So, what about Sleep Train? Sleep Train seems to, you know, that whole mattress thing's a racket. Oh, that you know? uh, Cat Stevens song, uh, Sleep Sleep Train. No, I think you're thinking of Moonshadow. That's <laughs> that, that Joni Mitchell movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cat Power. Yeah, she wants something to skate away on. Hmm. I can't pronounce her name. I think it's Shan. Shan Marshall. Seems to me if your name is Shan, it's just Sam. Sam the Shan is what you're. Thinking I saw about. a review of our Uno. podcast uh, the other day. Uh, it's it's a pretty classic sort of review of our show. It oh, was, really? It was meant to be mostly positive. I think they gave us three stars, and uh, and this is like a handwritten review on a website. Yeah, handwritten. And they, yeah, and they expressed they expressed I think a little bit of frustration with this part of the show. What, the part, the, the good part or the bad part? Yeah, this part, the good part. Yeah. To which I say quit. Quit. I'll tell you a little, tell you a little bit about audible.com. <laughs> if you've got a Drobo on your Audible <laughs> and you can adjust the number to how you like to sleep on your train. Good week? Yeah, I mean, it seems, it seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop you right there. <laughs> I, miss, uh, I miss Brad a lot. He's everywhere now. He's even more everywhere than before. He, no, he, I miss the old Brett. I miss the Brett that I used to know. Oh, when you knew less about him. Yeah, when right? I knew less about him and yes. when, I, when he was sort of mysterious and bold. <laughs> like, a, like a French roast coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't, can I tell you something? Go ahead, caller. Okay, thank you. Uh, first time informer. I don't know if you know this, but did you know that he has a podcast on 5 by 5 uh, nobody listens to five by five, so it's. I heard. I have to be honest with you. I've heard that nobody listens to five by five. That's what I heard. I don't listen to five by five. No, me neither. Yeah, I don't even have headphones on right now. <laughs> I can't even tell if you're there. I have this conversation basically all day long. Yeah, and I just hope at some point I manage to plug in the road, get Skype configured. I'm talking the whole time. Yeah. So I should be I should be running ads all day long. I'll tell you a little bit about Reputation.com. If you're a professional <laughs> and you see a WordPress comment you don't like. We'll take care of that. That's been an interesting company to listen to their evolution uh, via National Public Radio. It's a very interesting company. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're like Blue Hat SEO. Am I thinking of Blue Dog Democrats? What am I thinking of? I don't know. I didn't watch the uh, debate last night. So today is, uh, I, I got some follow-up, but uh, are, are, you, are you excited about this thing coming out today? Are you mm. excited? I'm, I'm kind of excited. The thing coming out? Very excited about it. Yeah. I mean, if it's what we think it is, the mm. iPad Junior. It's kind of exciting. I wish they would call it the junior, but I think we're going to have I'm to settle you. for something else. I'm totally else. with you. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's. Uh, well, you know, uh, you can name you can name your iPad. So I will call the iPad Junior. You're telling me that after you've purchased it and plugged it into your PC, you can then name it whatever you want. That's right. Have you done that with your other devices? Mm-hmm. All of them. 
Do you have most a, of them are called Dan Benjamin's iPhone five or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> but I like to customize it. I change the curly quote to a straight quote. Right. Because the UTF. Yeah. Right. That's a good idea. Um, I, uh, now there's a term for this that you probably know as a, uh, former, uh, corporate stooge and it monkey. There's a name for this. Like when you name a bunch of stuff and like an array of similar devices with a certain naming system, mm-hmm. are you aware of this? Hoth. 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 The frozen Hoth. moon of Endor. <laughs> you know, that kind That's, of thing. Well, yes. Yes. And there's a, actually a Wikipedia page that we will find, or perhaps the Jackals can share with us. There's a Wikipedia page about this and examples of this that <laughs> really? are out there. Oh, yeah. Well, like you ever go to a douchebag office and all the conference rooms are named cute? You know? It's like, uh, we're going to... Uh, probably today we got moved from Marin to Sonoma. Or, you know, like they're all named after douchebag uh, places in California. No offense. I, up until about last year, from 1900 and 95 or 6 through today, I've always named every single one of my devices after a Simpsons character. Well, you, you'll almost never run out. Well, I got, it got hard because then I tried to get cute. And so like my first like iPod, sub-sized iPod, I named Maggie, I think. You know, but then you run out because there aren't that many babies. You go through Maggie and Gerald and pretty soon you're scraping rock bottom. But, you know, and that got, I got a little played after a while. So recently, I named all of my devices after Meat. So right now I'm on Veal. Uh, my laptop is Pork. Yeah. The not, other not like cuts of steak, because I've got a few m- machines that are like ribeye and flat iron. See, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You can name things after boats in the, uh, in the British uh, Naval Service. Planets are popular. But there's a whole naming thing you come up with where you have a way, you know what I mean? And you see this on networks all the time, right? People do this a lot with networks and subnets, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So what you call it a subnet? Well, sure. Okay, what about masking? Do you do masking? Do you mean a net mask? And well, I mean, is that what you call? It? Is that what you call it on PCs? Right, the net mask. Two five five two five five two five five zero two five zero. Okay. All right. And do you go one nine two dot one dot? I prefer ten dot zero. See, I could tell. I could tell. I used to do the one nine two one six eight, and it depends. Like, I like to. Does that you seem know, a little amateurish to you? Does that seem amateurish? It's sort of like a throwback. It'd be like wearing a vintage tie from a you know thrift store or buying a new tie that looks vintage like these stupid x-men posters i bought they, they're all nicked up they made them deliberately nicked up you know they call that you know the difference between antique and antiquing those are called those are antique antique is old antiqued means it's made to look old were you right. aware of that the, well that's different from vintage yeah or vintage well, Vintage, i think it's got to be it's got to be 80 years old to be vintage so something something you would have made when you were young metric versus imperial um um, is this a show? Yeah, we're going to start in just a second. Are you, are you doing that thing this afternoon? Do you think? Yes, uh, definitely doing it. Are you doing it too? Are you doing it? Uh, I don't know if I can do it. You can do it an hour earlier. I'm in. This an is hour earlier. Yeah. You want to do it an hour later? Well, the folks that I have that are going to be. Tell them about this, Dan. Well, we should promote this here on your program. Uh, we're, we're going to be doing a special episode of something. I don't know what show it is yet, but we will be recording something. Probably the, uh, I don't want to say an hour after, but sometime after the Apple event today, mm-hmm. uh, we will be recording it. And I have uh, a couple folks who are out there, like uh, Jim Dalrymple. If you do it an hour after, if you do it at, at like, what I'll, would that be? One year or uh, I don't know. three year time? It's com- complicated. I love Jim Dalrymple. He's a funny man. So anyway, he, he'll, he'll be reporting from 
having just come away from whatever the heck it is that they're going to see because he thinks he's going to have a hands-on time. Uh, our, our friend, friend of the show, Jason Snell, will be on hand to use the device after it's released by Apple. And uh, he said he may or may not be able to stop by. We don't know. I do not know if my availability will be acceptable to the schedules that you have for us to use. So we'll see if uh, if he can drop by. And if not, I, I will do the show as him. But I'd love for you to be on it too, because you're, the you're, you're there. In, in, you're there. You're there. Can I be Horace? Uh, SF. Yeah, you can be Horace. Okay, so you be Jason. I'll be Horace. Can you do it? Um, it would take me a minute, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, just do do to... your best, Christopher Walken, and you'll be doing Horace. Did you? <laughs> this is very gone, very meta right now. Uh, Podgraph. Uh, v. No key. I can't do Christopher Walken. I can't do him. And so, uh, if you do that at. Three at three p.m. your three. time on. All right, Amen. maybe we'll make it work for three. And can I tell you why, Dan? Can I tell you why I want to do this? Maybe let's do a long all, show and edit it for content. Content. I, I want to do it because I'm, I'm probably going to get one of these things if it's good. Yeah, I'm excited. I gave my uh, it was the cosmonaut. Is that what the stylus is called? The cosmonaut. Yeah, I cut I cut mine open. Hmm. How's it look? Inside, it is a metal <laughs> metal rod with a uh, the little top part of it the, the little spongy part that you right on the, the little right soft with, part on the outside. You, that's exactly what i have too but it's not on my cosmonaut when you pull that thing off it's a very excuse me Han, excuse me it's a very <laughs> very rigid center covered by a sponge rubbery uh, outside part mm-hmm. and it's uh you see the, the reason why i did it is uh, because it, at uh this xoxo conference mm-hmm. the the guys the studio neat guys were up there and they talked about Kick, the, kickstarter monkeys yeah the the process of like building the cosmonaut and they showed a picture of like what the insides of the thing looked like. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did when I got back here to Austin was to cut the thing open with a pen knife. What? I love mine. My uh, daughter went crazy going nuts. She was drawing more do like crazy. Well, I had to more. see the inside of it. No. I'm a, it, I'm a maker, Merlin. Yes. I'm a maker. You're a maker. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Acer. To make and to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't cut mine open. I like it a lot. Now, I'll tell you what I'd like if you're out there, Kickstarter monkeys. I would like to have one of those little dinguses that I can safely hand to my child, which means there's nothing metal or sharp exposed because she will eventually turn it around and try to use it like an eraser. She's four. She's not super bright. A lot of people but, are... I'm, Hattie is, is telling me uh, that a lot of people are on Twitter are thinking this truly is the last episode of Back to Work right now. Of course it is. I mean... What? What's going to happen when they why tune would, in? Why would somebody think that? Because we said it, right? Well, we didn't say it was the end of the show. We just said we're changing the show to make it a, a squarely about Apple news and, and Apple updates. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I, not the, the show's is, not over. It's just a, it's a, re- I can't li- I, Dan, it's a I reduction can't li- in forces. I can't live in the past. Riff. Can I, can I try to explain my own reasoning on this? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to live in the past. And in the past, it was very important to find work that you care about and try to do it on a regular basis by removing the barriers, whether external or internal, that cause you to push further away from the things that you claim to love rather than drawing you towards them in a way that you then repel all the other things out there that distract you or make you procrastinate. And that's why I'd like to talk about phones and iPads. Because I'm tired of that stuff. And if you look at the way the mobile space is moving vis-a-vis Motorola, you can see that the, a lot of the oxygen has literally, literally been removed from the vertical. And so at this point, there's a lot of people choking. 
And uh, it was uh, Voltaire that said, where there's choking, there's opportunity. He's like, Nokia. That was in the 1780s. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's been a good run, don't you? Yeah, I mean, why not uh, Why not walk away when it's still, you know, on a high? Yeah, I think you should walk away when you're not at the bottom yet. Yeah, you don't ever hit the bottom. <sighs> I want to tell you about something I'm doing. Um, and I think there, there might be a topic here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to straight up plug something that I'm doing. And, and I'll tell you, there's two, reason I'm, two reasons I'm plugging this. One, um, I, I want people in the PNW to go <laughs> oh, to this. Oh, here, wait a minute. Here's why. Yeah, go. <laughs> Daniel Jalkut. Uh, the uh, red sweater friend of the show friend of the show well that one go friend ahead. of mine friend right. of mine former friend of yours former friend of yeah and if if you want to know why you can ask Manton if you ever <laughs> wanted to listen to back to work live today's your last chance great run so that's that's why now if you were to don't retweet that Merlin because then he's just he's just talking about his great run on Twitter there's nothing wrong with that yeah everybody talks about the runs people are very upset <laughs> I had the runs on uh, and so and so uh, yeah okay well. It's been a good run. Uh, so here's this thing. Uh, two, two reasons for me um, telling people about this on our program. Well, probably two and a half. Um, uh, first of all, uh, there's this thing that I'm doing with some pals of mine in Seattle, and I want people to come to it. The second reason that I'm saying it is because I told you about this yesterday. Yeah. So I know you try to avoid every other thing I do that's not this show that we're ending. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I want to tell people about it. And second and a half, I think there might be uh, a mini topic here. Okay, go so ahead. Here, Okay, thank you. Thank you. First time performer. That's the thing. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing this thing with some pals of mine in Seattle on Monday, which is the 29th. So if you're in Seattle, uh, it's going to be, uh, we're calling it uh, the Game Changers. It is hosted by our friend John Roderick. It's John Roderick, John Hodgman, Jonathan Colton, Scott Simpson, and me. And the five of us are performing together. What are you doing, doing out there? Well, that's I the mean, thing. I mean, keep, keep going. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, the notion is that... Uh, you play the triangle, right? I mean, I can. <laughs> I mean, I'm not good at it. Right. But that's kind of the point. And we're all going to... It's uh, It's funny. The theme of this conference that we're there to nominally appear at... Not nominally. We're excited for the Seattle Interactive Conference. <laughs> we're doing a panel in the day. And then that night, the five of us. And then that night... See, it's funny uh, because I almost went to Seattle for this because, you know, Mike Davidson... Yes. Uh, Mike Davidson. Okay, Mike Davidson quit the, his job. The Newsvine guy. Job. See, he would, he would have been he quit a perfect job. He yeah. quit. He quit his job. He founded this Newsvine thing, which got acquired by MSNBC, which then was changed into whatever. And he quit this to go and I don't know what he's doing over Twitter. He's the lead of design or going to be in charge. I don't know what he's doing, but it's, an, it's a cool job. And uh, he was going to speak at this Seattle Interactive thing. And he said, I want you to come out because you know how he built this amazing house? He built this amazing house. What is it? A house by the lake or house on the water or something. I don't know. Whatever. House in the park, whatever. And it's a blog where he details all of the, like he spent like eight months choosing a faucet. Hmm. And he details that. And the struggle that he had, you know, one faucet versus another. And this one, you know, this one I couldn't see my reflection in as well as the other one. So I couldn't use that. And anyway, he said, oh, why don't you come out? Come out to Seattle. You can stay in my mansion on this, uh, in the park on the lake or whatever it is. And I said, all right, I'll do that. Now, if I'd known you guys were going to be doing this big thing, I would have I stayed going. Stayed going. Huh. That sounds like an interesting house. I bet it's very tidy. Do you think it looks like a Dwell Magazine house? You think it's oh, got lots of totally horizontal dwell. wood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You ever had horizontal wood in your house? More or less. I used to get horizontal wood. Now I get diagonal wood. Mm, Not that you know, way. Things Not change. Not that things way. Change. Yep. They call it slat work. 
And so uh, we're doing this show, and uh, the theme of this uh, conference is uh, changing the game. <laughs> and so we're called the Game Changers, and uh, so we decided to call ourselves. So anyway, we're going to do music and comedy and whatnot. And listen, Twitter, guys, relax. Isn't it sad when you have to say something's a joke? It's a joke, you guys. Cut that out. What's a this joke? Pretty, Wait a minute. This What's is pretty a, good hold for on. What's the a joke? People on Twitter are legitimately like worried about whether we're going to continue our program, which is really surprising to me. It's good to know, though. I didn't... It's that, you know, it's, it's that guy you used to be friends with, Daniel Jalkut. He's the one who's causing all the problems. Hmm. I blame Manton. But it is Manton's fault. And I, so, you know what? I saw Manton the other night at Damon's uh, birthday party. Is that right? I don't know who Damon is. Damon, uh, Damon Clinkscales. Oh, Damon Runyon. <laughs> hmm. I used to be my favorite snack when I was a kid, Runyons. Runyons? I think mm -hmm. you're thinking of Funyuns. No, 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 no. I think you're thinking of Bermuda onions. That's the ones that What is the have... one that's just an ear that's been cut off of a pig? Uh, Van Gogh? Oh, you're talking about a silk, a silk purse or a sow? <laughs> a silk, silk purse. I silk, think, I I think to, it's called I a need silk, to lay down, Dan, silk bladder. Silk. <laughs> do you still I saw, humidify I saw your cigars? guys open for Alice in Chains. <laughs> do you still humidify your cigars in a, in a pig's bladder? Uh, you know, I don't smoke, but. Yes. <laughs> cool. Call it, it's called haggis. It's known as a delicacy. <laughs> that one killed. Oh. Um, so we're doing this thing. It's called the Game Changers. And we're playing at the Showbox in Seattle. And I want people to go to this. Showbox. Showbox. The thing is, it's very costly for reasons that no one can explain. Hotels in Seattle are very, very, very costly. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we went, when Scoots and I went there or whatever a few weeks ago to like rehearse and practice this stuff, it was like, it was crazy. Do you drive it was like, there or do you fly? Uh, take the Virgin. Two hours. Boom. Wow. 205 there, two back. Do that standing on my head. And it's not too expensive. You flew, have you flown the Virgin? Not in the way you mean. Boy, you've got to fly the Virgin. It is, uh, apart from the purple lighting, which is a little pretentious, it's pretty great. Mm. I, would, I would like to try that. Spoils you. It's like the way airplanes used to be. Tolerable. You get a knife and fork? You mean uh, the post-9-11 thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a nice one. You can't keep it. I remember the first time we flew after the 9-11, we, we got a plastic, we were in first class, we got a plastic fork. Seemed yeah, I think you're thinking of plasticine. Everything changed. Um, and so, I, I would like people to come to this. Now, I understand if you're far away, if you're on the East Coast or in one of the middle states, it's a long way to go. But I would like you to come to this because part of the theme of this is slightly back to workish, not by design. But we're all trying to do things... We'll do some things we've done before, like bomb, but we're also all trying to do things we've never done before. Scott Simpson is the first time he's doing like high profile in front of people. He's doing stand up. Um, oh, wow. I'm going to be doing some singing, which I haven't done for a decade. Um, uh, you know, Jonathan Colton's not going to do that zombie song. It's we're going to really mix it up and cool. do things with, with different combinations of the five of us and uh, five of us. And we will be wearing rented brown tuxedos. So I'd like people to come to that. And in show, night, in show notes, you'll see um, if you want to come to that, there's tickets and stuff. And I would love it if people would come. I would love to have a sellout. And if there's not, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll have to slaughter no, my you're wood. Very, you're very fragile. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Yeah. Did you really mean that? Which part? I'm fragile? No. Hmm. We're still friends, right? Even even after the even show though the ends. show's ending, yeah, even we can the still show be friends. Ending. Oh my gosh! You know, you're not allowed to yell "end of the show" in a in a crowded podcast. Yeah, that's not the First Amendment. Freedom. Hmm. 
So we're trying new things. I don't know if that's germane for the show. You want to tell me about something you like? I can tell you about this, uh, this ting. I know about the ting. You know about the ting? Then I don't need to tell you. That's about. a freebie. That's a freebie. Ready? Okay. Say the name of the company. Ting. <laughs> You're <could>. welcome. <laughs> so what is what is Ting? What I will, is Ting? Dan? I will tell you what Ting is. Ting is think of it as mobile that makes sense. This is a no BS, as you would say, no BS mobile service. They use the Sprint network as their back end. But on top of it, what you have is a service that really, really makes sense. It's incredibly easy to use. They're contract free. They have no early termination fees, no fees for any any of the termination of any kind. They actually, you just pay for exactly what you use. You create your own plan. You can pick how many voice, maybe you don't use a lot of voice minutes. Maybe you just want, you know, data and text. That's your choice. It's all billed separately. They don't have penalties. They don't have overage charges. You use more than you think you're going to use. Well, you just pay for what you use. If you use less, Ting will automatically drop you down to the level and credit the difference to you on your next bill. I mean, this is pretty great, right? But they have things, obviously, all the things you want, voicemail, caller ID, tethering, hotspot, three-way calling, call forwarding, like everything. And they, you, they don't have these like mysterious line items. They charge you for what you use, plus whatever taxes they're legally required to collect. They don't have like recovery fees and all that. And, and you can have as many devices as you want on one plan, and you share all the minutes, you share all the messages, you share everything. And uh, each device on the plan, you want to add a device, six bucks a month. That's it. Boom. And you can do all the stuff like get uh, your bills and control everything from their website, which is super, super easy to use. Um, they have real human beings. They'll pick up the phone during, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, if you even need that, most of the stuff you can do on the website, ting.com. But they made a special URL. You go to 5x5.ting.com. And uh, you'll get 50 bucks off your first Ting device. And they got a ton of them. So go check these guys out, uh, 5x5.ting.com. And just even, Merlin, just going to that URL will show your solidarity for, in fact, maybe this is a way for people to save the show. Dan, if they I, would like to save the show, they can. I don't, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I have to be right. honest with you. I was just humidifying my pig bladder. Could you remind me what the URL for the Ting site is? It, it, 5x5.ting.com. 5x5.ting.com. And you're saying that if people go there, that helps us. That will definitely help us a lot. It helps me buy uh, ethylene glycol. Mm -hmm. Propylene. You don't want to confuse that with ethylene. Propylene glycol. Oh, is that why all my stuff keeps going up in flames? Yeah. And why you also might be dead. Little Johnny took a drink, but now he drinks no more. For what he saw that was hey, H2O. To H2SO4. Nice racket. Nice racket. What do you, what, what do you got? So our thanks to uh, to Ting. Wait, sorry, cut that out. Three, two, one. So our thanks to Ting for supporting five by five and back to work. You nailed it. I gotta tell you, this sleep number. <laughs> so that you literally dial the number and it changes your bed. Now it your changes partner, the bed. Air it puffs right up. There's a little bit of a MacGuffin in though, because they, they they make that look like oh, and your partner can have a different number. You don't have a partner. Like nobody with a bed with a dial is getting laid. <laughs> Don't worry. Hey, honey, uh, I was thinking of uh, <laughs> dropping a grand on a bed with a dial. <laughs> How about you drop a grand on me, you piece of crap? <laughs> you get a dial and I'll start dropping a grand. <laughs> you're dead to me, fatty. <laughs> you're you're in a good way today. Nah, you know, I got up early. I got up early. That's the other thing I want to talk about is sleep. 
So talking about the so anyway, everybody come to this show. It's gonna be good. The show box is a good venue. Um, oh, we got posters. Did I show you the posters? No. We got posters made by Aaron Huffman of uh, Harvey Danger has made us posters for this, and uh, it, they're pretty cool. So, Danger. Uh, yeah. Hang the somebody to the somebody to the mirror. So You remember that song? Yeah. Sean. No, I've heard that. Sean Nelson, very, very, very talented guy. Um, so anyway, we could talk about sleep. Sleep would be good. We never did our sleep episode and I have been making an active, so is it boring to talk about doing new things? That's kind of boring and lame and too much of an infomercial, right? Hmm? Uh, boy, I'm not going to miss this part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what we should do. We're not ending the show, Merlin. Well, let's not go crazy. But you remember there's that old famous National Lampoon, uh, cover where was the one it? with so Chevy Chase. No, no, no. I think you're thinking of the one with uh, Chevy Chase. <laughs> Cocktoastin. Cocktoastin. There's uh, it's Rosen, a picture Rosen. of a... Uh, Rosen, Rosen. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what Roger Ebert says? Roger Ebert says no movie with Emmett Walsh in it uh, can be all bad. And, uh, and uh, there's that one National Lampoon cover. I, Dan, I'm so far in the stack. I don't even know where I am. I think I got a MAMP. They, um, I think you're thinking of a Merce. Um, are you talking about Deadpool? Hmm? Is he a Merce? How do you say Merce or Merc? How do you say that? Mer- Merc. Merc. You, I bet you don't. This like is Deadpool. one of those episodes that people listen to, and they'll later yeah. on they'll say like there'll be like a camp of like ninety percent of the people. This will be yeah. the first episode they've ever heard. Yes, they'll have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other five percent will say, "Wow, that was a you know kind of weird episode," but I'm going to yeah. listen anyway. And then the other five percent will say, "Best episode ever." Mm-hmm. This is Quit. what we tune in for. Quit! 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole intro music. It's just huh. that. Dan says, Quit! Quit. Um, I don't. Can you send things? I, I try. Sometimes I try to oh, send no. things in the Skype and it doesn't work. Now, what are you trying to send? Oh, nothing doesn't matter. I'll put it up. Good, because yeah. I don't want um, it. I have been trying. Um, Okay, first of all, in terms of prologue, let's skip all the others. So anyway, come to our show. It's going to be really funny. We're going to, you're going to get to see Jonathan Colton in a brown tuxedo, which would be kind of funny. I think it's pronounced Coltrane. Col- Colton. <laughs> a zombie supreme. A zombie supreme. You know, he doesn't really write zombie songs so much anymore. Not as much. He gets a bad rap for that. He writes that Aperture Science one. Oh, that's the one with, the, with that video game. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. One of those twin sisters from Canada sings that on his record. Oh, neat. Girls with the blunt cuts, with the bangs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tegan and Sarah. We were looking for Tegan and Sarah. And so, and so uh, I realized... Okay, prologue. Um, the comedian is dead. Oh, really? Yes. Tonight a man died. Somebody, somebody knows it, who did it. Um, I realized uh, a while back... Really, some time ago, around the time I started uh, taking speed for my ADD, shut up, that uh, I I started to realize, especially on counsel of my physician, that how I eat and how I sleep um, can have a huge impact on how I feel and how I think, how I behave, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll joke around about how I need to eat or I'm underslept or whatever. But the truth is, if I eat... even semi-regularly, and I sleep more than seven hours, I can't even tell you like what a difference that makes for me. 
It's, I mean, it really, it, it is, I've said this like four times before, but when I started, you know, trying different cocktails of, you know, stuff to, to deal with the ADD, my doctor said, well, along the lines of you might as well throw the pills out the window if you're not eating and sleeping um, on a sane and regular basis. And I scoffed a little bit because <clears throat> I've been grinding my teeth down all day. But uh, no, but it turned out to be extremely true. And now that I've become... Like over the past year, I've tried to become more and more aware of it. Once our daughter started sleeping regularly, you know, I started, um, which is a couple years ago, but you know what I mean? It's like, there's that point when you got a kid that's up to two years old, or in your case, it sounds like your son's always been a, a pretty early riser. Is that right? Yeah. This morning, 625. No reason. That's early for you? For I, thought, him. I thought he was like a 430. I thought he was a five at the latest. No, guy. no, no. Wow. Like we, we put, we were able to fix all that. And then some mornings he just wakes up and it's. It's not good. It's not good. You, you should be sleep until seven. Like that should be. Hmm. When's he go to bed? If I can ask. Uh, quarter to nine. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is also not by choice. It's just that's the earliest we can make it. That's the earliest till. Gruber's kid. Gruber's kid goes to bed at two. I just keep giving him coffee. Make sure he stays up till two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gets to the end of the game. Yeah, but he sleeps until four the next day. <laughs> he has to wake his dad up. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, the slots are hot today. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. But I, uh, it's funny. It's one of those things where, I, as I mentioned before, I used to weigh about 30 pounds more. Oh, I was gosh. living in a van down by the river. Well, no, well, part of it was that I... I uh, mean, you're heavy right now. I can't imagine another 30 on there. I prefer, I prefer statuesque or portly. Um, Voluptuous. There's no I and obese. <laughs> hmm. I, um, but you've been working out. Yeah. I... Uh, I, so I did the Atkins diet in like 2001 or something and lost a ton of weight. And, I, and it, it made such a difference to feel like, wow, like, and in one of the like three sensible things that that goofy Atkins guy says in the book is that um, when you're trying to lose weight, for example, what you, or, you know, you're trying to <clears throat> slim down or whatever you want to call it, like what you weigh on the scale is, you know, secondary. That's good to know over time, over a very long time. But the best test is like how your clothes feel on you. And anybody who's ever had their clothes feel tighter this week than they were last week knows this feeling of like, uh-oh, like it sucks. You know, when you're like, you know, like when I was at the dot-com and like eating subs at 10 o'clock every night, mm. I gained like 15 pounds in three weeks. Seriously. Yeah, and it sucked. Yeah, you know like, what? Yeah, you just reminded me of something back. Uh, what? Tell me. Okay. Back when I was working at the, my first startup in the late 90s, working at a CLEC. Exercise for listeners to Google that. I think you're thinking of Sarlacc. And uh, yeah. And so I, like this was the first time, even though I'd been working for a number of years already, this was the first time that it went from like brown bagging it every day to like going out with the guys and eating lunch because they were, I was a, what, what, what you would call Merlin a sales engineer. You, know what you dealt is? with, you dealt with, that's super important position. You're dealing with the technology end of potential clients that talk about integration, how it won't be disrupted and why this will make them look good and mean less work. Right. So the sales at, guys, at a, cost, would, at a cost they can afford. Yes. The sales Very guys would go in and they would kind of soften things up. And then of course the customer would have questions and they would be technical questions. And then they would sort of wheel me out. It was just like Hannibal Lecter. They'd take the mask off. <laughs> And then I would, I would talk to them, and then they'd be, "Oh, that's enough from Dan," and they'd, you know, bring me out of the uh, the room, and uh, wheel you back into your little glass room, right, with your drawings of the Duomo, fly, fly. 
So they, that was kind of my job. And it was at that point, like you would be going on these sales calls and sales meetings and like, you're not brown bagging it at that point. And then I started eating and we would eat the Monte Cristo at uh, Bennigan's oh, or whatever. On. And, uh, are you, no, are you, is that, a, is that a throwaway? Or Monte Cristo. Could you please describe for our audience? Do you, what do you know Monte, what the Monte Cristo is? Monte Cristo is in many ways on the face of it, a regular sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's got lots of meats and cheese, but there's two little twists to the Monte yes, Cristo. And these are what these make are it. These are very important twists. Yes. First of all, it's made on, I believe, the equivalent of like French toast. Yes, it's like a, it's, imagine French, to, imagine a regular sandwich that's loaded up with like variety like every of fatty, every fatty, like deli, like pastrami and corned beef mainly. Good, good stuff on French toast. It's now on French toast. Butter. And now, then the thing is, let's stop right there. That's yeah. probably all the sandwich you need. There's nothing else you could do to make that sandwich less healthy, right? Nothing except maybe deep fried. Deep frying the French toast sandwich. Yeah. And then I think they put powdered sugar on top. Yes. And then you get powdered sugar. And this, this sort of became like our post, <laughs> our post <laughs> sales Jews call. Believe, Jews don't believe in hell, right? <laughs> but that kind of is Jewish hell. Yes. And so this would be the thing that we would, that we would eat like after a sales call. So like things like that. And then, yeah. Look, I am. And then basically your belt would, you know, after about a week or two of this, all of a sudden you're like, huh, I guess I bought too small of a belt. Uh, you know, so that, that happened. And you start making that, uh, I call it the one thirty PM noise. You start going, <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. This one, you get the, you go, you get, it, starts, it eventually turns into reflux, but it starts out as simple as. <laughs> and that's, that's the French toast talking. Right. <laughs> no, Monte wait. Cristo. You know, I got to tell you, Sal, I like it so far. Can I just give you one note? Deep frying. <laughs> So you go out and you eat that. And the thing is... It's got ham, it's got cheese, it's everything. And and also for people who haven't had one of these awful, awesome, awful (laughs) jobs, it's it's not... Like if you, when you're working really tight on a team and it's in crunch mode, the teams that I've been on, it's not socially acceptable to go like, oh, I'm Christopherson and I'm going to go meditate for half an hour. Right. No, you've got to go with the team. You've got, you know, you all, it, it's like some weird like huddle of people. You've got to leave the building, return to the building. Apart from going and getting another, you know, Fago or whatever. You, it's you know pronounced what I mean? Fagala. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fanta. But oh, by you, the way, it's, I, I just want to add one thing. It's dipped in egg batter before it is fried. <laughs> Just as an FYI for those listening. That's how you know it's working. Yeah. But isn't that right, though? I mean, if you were to sit there and go, I'm going to go have some mung beans and and think about the void, like they'll go, no, you're going to get your ass into into my uh, Jetta and we're going to go eat a fried sandwich. You'd look like kind of a jerk if you didn't go. At least the places I've gone. Like oh, if that's, you, oh, that's Merlin. He does. He doesn't go to lunch with us. Oh, totally. Where I, I would just be like, you know, I, I, they're running out of belts that fit me. I'm going to have to put two together. So you gained weight. I did gain some weight, and uh, it's not a terrible feeling. Yeah, I had to had to like this is back before I knew like anything about nutrition. So you know, then you then you start jogging, and you're like, why isn't it working, Monte Cristo? Well, and that gets worse as you get older. The problem is that as you get older, it, it does get easier to put on and harder to take off. This is just all in the service of saying that once I did lose that weight through cheating uh, with Atkins. Uh, well, you know, one thing that did set me up for a pseudo paleo way of eating uh, is that I did find even then 
first of all, I realized the kinds of food that were not good for my tender gut. But I also learned that some kinds of food made me feel a lot better two hours later. And some kinds of food made me feel a lot worse, like an hour later. And so this was actually a time I just started working at home on my own again for the first time in a couple of years. And I, uh, I would go to this place now, like right near my office, don't be creepy. And I go in there, I've told you about this place, where you go in and you get the chow mein. And it's seriously, it's like four pounds of chow mein for like $5. And you know, I'm a completist, right? I, uh, I got to eat all of that. And the worst thing you can do in my case was like sit down and eat, seriously, like over a pound of greasy, salty noodles with who knows how many crazy tropical oils and like, you know, dog butt in it. And then like half an hour later, you can probably give me the, uh, the pathways for this or the, you know, etiology, but like half an hour later, I just feel like I'm going to die and I, and I have to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Is that a sugar thing? Yeah, that's a sugar hypoglycemic crash, kind of sugar coma, as they would the kids say. Right. But you think to yourself like, you know, and, and here's the other thing when you're, when you're in those situations. And again, I just go straight back to this dot-com job because it was, it, was, it was a great experience, great people, terrible product. But, you know, it was a, a formative experience. Well, considering I was a man in my mid-30s, it was still a formative experience for me. Um, and because it was my first time really having to work on a team with people in a pretty long time. But, you know, this was a team that had been working together for a really long time all the engineers. And I was an outsider uh, who really, I had to, you know, build my credibility best I could. So the last thing I could do was put on my new uh, headphones with my new MP3 player and listen to Elliot Smith. Diamond Rio. Diamond, I I did. I had, I eventually upgraded to the 64. Nice. That little gray one, I had that silverish gray one. I had that forever. It just kept working. It worked forever. And like the battery life was crazy. Then I got a creative jukebox, which weighed 14 pounds. Remember those? It was the size of a CD player, but it weighed as much as a bowling ball. <laughs> had like two gigs of music on it. It was crazy. Um, but Monte uh, Cristo. But you know, we were all in that same boat of pain together. Absolutely. Title. Yeah, and you had to stick with it. Maybe you could get something besides the Monte Cristo. But like basically, and then like I've told you the story, but our boss would come by, and it wasn't that long. But like I was away for almost six weeks, five weeks, right after my later to be wife had moved in. I just took off. I was on this in Florida. I was in Tallahassee, Florida in a warehouse by the airport making a cold fusion site that would just never be very, very good for a, a product that was not super great. Yeah, yeah. I was excited though. It was my dot-com job. I was, it was awesome. But you know, um, anyway, point made, I guess. But I came back and my wife was like, wow, Looks like he picked up a couple extra chins in Tallahassee. Because uh, I had, you know, when you get divorced, you lose I a ton I never would have come back from Florida. Florida. No, are you kidding me? It's so comfortable there. <laughs> so comfortable. Ugh. I still, I go, I, I got like PTSD. I, I go all Saigon when I get hot now. It just reminds me so much of being if you If you perspire even just a little bit. Just a little bit, I'm angry. Like Florida. We went to a birthday party in the park and I almost lost my mind. It was so, I was hot and it took me straight back. You're hot wherever you go. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. Even Seattle. Yeah. Diagonal wood. <laughs> and I came back and I felt crummy, you know, because I, I, I put on my divorce. I put, put my divorce weight back on, Ooh. you know? Yeah. It's like dropping a trophy and I hated it. And yeah, my belt felt tight. All like, I'm trying to did say you have like, like the, tum- the, the tummy hangover where it well, it pops no, out and I rolls did, over? It that thing a lot of guys do where I just kept buying big baggy clothes. Yeah. You get pleated you know? pants, pleated pants, <laughs> pleated pants, pleated never pants. Wear, never wear. Maybe, maybe like Christian Bale in you know American Psycho. Maybe he can wear. He pleated. can pull it off. 
Well, especially if he rips his shirt off and then he's all, you know, he's all built. He's a very handsome man, Dan. Sure is. That's why I like to bail that hay, bail. Wow. I got nothing. And uh, I hated it. I hated the way I felt. I hated the fact that I was wearing these like 3630 jeans because, you know, it just, it sucked. Anyway, it's 35 minutes later when I finally did that crazy diet and took it off. I was like, I never want to go back. I just, I don't like feeling that way. And I think that's what happens with sleep. It certainly happens with food. Like once you, you know, for me now, also oh, so to wrap up the, the one thing about the, the gluttony stuff is like I've told you before, like I, I now I do know, like vis-a-vis chow mein, like I do notice the difference. If I'm running late and I just scarf down a bunch of like starchy stuff, I can do that every week or two. But a man my age, I do that and I just feel laid low. My wife, um, if she eats stuff with lots of weed in it, she just feels like crap. Yeah. And I, I know you know this. Welcome to just, being a human being and living in the world. In the world, in the, as an animal. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the thing is, like, it's so convenient to go and do that. So I do that one day because I'm in a hurry. I got to make it to the show, right? Like I, I've learned, like back to the food thing in this instance, like if I skip eating, I don't think as well. I get weird. I, I don't like it. I become not me if I if I am not the family circus character, but I become not me if I if I if I don't eat, and so I'll go, I'll spaz out, and, and like if I'm really good, I'll go get a hot dog, but if I'm not good, I'll get like 14 pieces of dim sum and just, <laughs> just sit here making a groaning sound and shoving it in my gaping maw. Mm. But if I do that more than a few days, I do feel like I feel really bad. I feel oily, and it does not make me feel good about the world. Like. Yeah. <laughs> myself and buddy i noticed that so much with sleep now so i'm gonna you know what as i sit here today i'm never gonna use the word pimp again in, in that way i hate when people say i'm gonna pimp this let me pimp no, this not. let me pimp a nap let me tell you He's about it doctor, doctor pimping his app let me pimp it i'm gonna pimp my app. you're talking about this uh the sleep app i just uh, put this thing on there but i gotta find an extension cord uh, yeah because i think uh i think you you talked about it on one of the shows and then uh hattie started uh, my producer Hattie started using this thing, and uh, and then every every day she'd come in. Look, I slept really great. And look, there's a little happy face. So I, uh, I'm there's I'm a thinking, lot. There's a lot to like about it. You should get the extension cord and try it um, because there's a lot to like about it. Um, so it's called I think it's called Sleep Cycle Alarm. It's in, not a. Is that what it's app. called? The one I got. There's sleep. several of them. I think. Hold on. I think it's Sleep, sleep cycle. cycle. Sleep Cycle Alarm Clock. Yeah, and you tell and, it, you, um, so you tell it when you want to wake up. Well, yeah, I mean the the step zero. It's it's an app. You open it up, and you put it on your bed, like in the spot, like in the one they recommend is like in the corner of the bed, like not under a pillow, not under a whatever. Right. And it's pretty clever. You sit down and you, you lay down on your bed. You lay on your back and you go put it in test mode, just because otherwise this is going to sound like Disney magic. So you do test mode. So you sit, you hit this button and set it down. You lay on your back and you roll over onto your tummy, and it'll go. If it picks up the movement. So you try that a few times and get it to where it always makes a sound when you move. So now, because it's because of the accelerometer, it's detecting that motion. So great. Now you get it started. You go to bed, you lay down. The alarm clock to me is incidental because I don't usually have to wake up at like a specific exact time. But uh, you can tell the alarm clock part in a minute because it's super interesting. But you put it down on your bed. You go to sleep. Whenever you go to sleep, you put it down. And... I think fairly accurately, 
it notices when you move when you're sleeping. And the times that you apparently, turns out, the times that you move when you're sleeping are when you're a little more awake or you're a little more awake because you're moving. It detects these movements and shows you how often you were deeply asleep, how often you were a little sleep, asleep, and how much you were awake. And you can even see like little jittery movements. Like if you're tossing and turning, you'll see a little like, um, you know, sawtooth pattern. Or like, as Dan will describe in a second, it has a snooze capability that's very clever. And if you've snoozed five or six, you ever notice this? You've snoozed five or six times, you'll see like a little wave pattern of where you smacked your phone. But that, So what it does is, the way I use it, the important part for me is telling me how well I slept. And when you wake up in the morning, you turn it off and it says, okay, you had N percent, you were in bed this long, you had N percent sleep quality based on the amount of time you slept. It's, it's black art, but they say amount of time you slept and how well you slept. And, uh, and it tracks that for you over time. But tell them about the alarm clock part because it's very clever. Well, the alarm clock part is that, is that it will, you can tell it when you would like to wake up. So let's say you want to wake up, at, I'll just make this up, 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it will do is it will, having learned about the sleep patterns that you have and knowing where you are in your current sleep pattern, it will not necessarily wake you up at 7, but it may say, well, you're going to be in a very light sleep at 6.44 AM or it knows that you are and it will time your a gentle wake up. It will time it for that time period because maybe if it waits until closer to seven, maybe you'll have sunk back down into a deeper sleep and you know that you feel like crap when you wake up from a deep sleep. As yeah, if you to, wake up with a regular alarm clock, it's, <clears> it <throat> doesn't care what, what part of your no. cycle you're in, I but it, it may say, it may say, you know what? Six, six twenty eight is when you're actually in a really light yeah, sleep. And you're and better off waking is, up there than at seven. You set, you set your range. The default is 30 minutes. So if you want to wake up at 7 and really need to wake up by 7, you can say any time between... If you use the half hour, which you don't have to, but you can even set a 15-minute range. You could say any time from 6.45 to 7, when I start moving a lot, which means I'm waking up, that's when to gently turn on the alarm, right? And so you know, if you're, if you're somebody who's got lots of flexibility, you could set it to an hour, and say, anytime between you know, 11 and 12, I want to get up and play some blackjack. So wait until I start stirring. And that's, I think that, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. And then you know, if you've got the uh, snooze turned on, all you have to do is turn over and smack your phone and it snoozes for a few minutes. And then you, know, you can... I, I, I've never gotten to where the alarm got mad at me, but it's, I think you even got a smart-ish snooze. <laughs> But I'll tell you one thing that's funny I noticed. So anyway, it's, it's got a few parts to it. It's not perfect. You can export your data, though. It's pretty cool. But there's several things about this that I love. Is that a good description that we've done? Yeah, very good. And I think there are other ones for this, but I've had good luck with this one. Uh, there's several things I love about this. Um, first of all, the obvious stuff. I like the two, fe- two main features we've described. I like that it tracks my sleep for me. And, you know, and I like that it uh, has the gentle alarm. But... I also like that it tracks that data over time and it turns sleep into a video game. I'm not a big video game player, but I can be competitive with myself about right. things. Sure. Right? Like, oh my God, how, how, uh, how quickly can I get to work or get home today? Like, I think I broke my record today. You know, I broke my record for this trip that usually takes two hours. I endangered people to break a record. And in this case, I see, okay, I saw for a while, I do it every night now. So I'll see, oh man, 60% sleep quality time in bed, you know, uh, five hours and 40 minutes. And I go, mm, and I get mad at myself. 
because I well, that I makes it that's... makes it very real to see those kind of numbers as opposed to I don't feel so good. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Like, no, you're going to know. You're going to know exactly. What and you, you track it, and if you turn it sideways, it goes into this little graph mode where it will show you. It shows you I, stuff that I have found useful. It sounds silly, and I'm, I'm not really one of these like. Uh, I'm not usually really into the whole like, tell me stats about myself stuff, except I found this really useful. It'll show you how many hours you slept. It'll show you um, uh, what time you went to bed in a kind of confusing graph that I would do differently. It shows you which days of the week you tend to get the most sleep on. And bananas as it is, it's completely, it's really weird. I've been doing it for over a month consistently uh, now that I got back into it. And consistently Saturday night, I get a lot more sleep than Sunday night. Um, it's really weird. Sunday night is always my short sleep night. And I don't know why. Uh, I guess maybe I end up reading comics or watching TV. I don't know why. But you know what it does? It makes me think about it. <laughs> it makes me knowing that I feel better when I sleep. This gets to the, the last part of this, which is that it makes me try harder. So yes, there's a video game part of like, ooh, yeah, I did great last night. But then there's also this part of me that goes, you know what? If I make a concerted effort to get in bed before 10... I'm now making this connection that I would not have made before. I can make this connection intellectually. We all know we should change our tires. We all know that we should save for retirement. We all know we should get sleep, but nobody gets sleep. And that's why you're monkey balls. And so I say to myself, wow, look at the pattern here. The nights when I had the best sleep, I slept longer, which means I've got to go to bed earlier. I don't have a lot of flexibility about the morning part. (laughs) I mean, that kid's going to get up at six no matter what. Right. But I've got flexibility on the other part. So maybe I put down the comics. I make myself go to bed by 9.30 or 10. And like today, I had 84% sleep quality, whereas a few nights ago, a couple weeks ago, I was like always in the 60s. And anyway, and then there's another thing. This gets a little fiddly. And personally, I don't have a use for this. But two other things you can do that you may like, especially when you're getting started, is you can also have factors that you can click on. So when you set it up, you say, I'm going to sleep. You could say, um, I drank a lot or I shot heroin or I watched more than two hours of TV or you set up your own factors for stuff so that you can start tracking. If you're saying, you know what? I'm worried that I'm taking my ADD medicine too late in the day and that's making it hard for me to sleep. I haven't done this, but you could. And so you could tick off, took ADD medicine late or you could say, didn't exercise today. Why would you do that? Well, then you have a new graph that shows that when certain conditions were met, your sleep quality went up or down this percentage. And over two or three months, I could see that making a huge difference, right? And then the other one's kind of silly is you can have a little thing where you wake up and it has three faces. Like, are you happy? Are you medium? Or are you sad? And so it sounds silly, but like it'll, I don't personally follow that, but like it'll tell you like how you felt after a certain amount of sleep. Anyway, that's a lot to cover, but but that, that part of like there's and the the other part about it, if it's not obvious is now I've turned I've created a habit, right? So I got this thing I do at bedtime. I've got these I've got the motivation to to I've got the motivation to go to bed at a decent time. I've got the structure in place that I plug in the phone and put it up here. I've got the the do not disturb on from like ten to six, so I don't get notifications and stuff. And uh, and I swear to God, it's making me feel better. I might be it might be a placebo effect. But I really think it's making a difference. I feel a lot better. And you look better. Thank you. Thank you very much. I need to shave. I really need to shave. Awful. So, so how long have you been using it? Uh, like I said, I've just, I've just, just started, just but I, started. I, I, um, I've got to get that extension cable thing because it, you know, you're going to make it, you're going to put it in the right spot and part of your bed. 
Yeah, and it does it does help to test it. I also went back and deleted. Oh, I don't know if this makes a giant difference, but it was seeming like it was funny because I kept noticing like, oh, I slept for six hours. Why do I only have sixty percent sleep quality? Well, it's not just how much you moved; it's also um, how long you slept. I mean, let's be honest. If you have if you sleep very deeply for an hour, it's not going to be nearly as good as sleeping pretty well for nine hours. It's a huge difference. But I've, you know, the thing is, I've mentally sort of tested this. I've made a mental note of like when my daughter like woke up and needed us, or when I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I'll make a mental note, oh, two thirty, and then I'll the next morning I'll look and there's an awake spike at two thirty. So, you know, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it works. But I've noticed crazy stuff. I've noticed that I tend to wake up, according to this thing, I tend to wake up fully. Between two and two thirty, I don't know. It might be an Ambiville horror thing, but between two and two thirty, I like I'm you sitting bolt upright in bed. <laughs> I guess so. Malach, <laughs> Malach. I don't. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. But then, what else is crazy is for some reason at five a.m. I am deeply, deeply asleep at five a.m. every day. Five a.m. used to be when I'd get up. Hmm. That used to be my like get up and write time. So. Well, I don't know. I did the, over time, that's become very interesting to me. Like, why is it that I only get deeply, deeply asleep at 5 a.m.? Like, what do I need to change to improve that? And you know what? All this stuff sounds so silly if you, if you think you don't need it, but you probably need it. There's a lot of numbers out there about, first of all, how few people get anywhere near the amount of sleep that they really need. Uh, there's further numbers about what that does to our, if you like, productivity, what it does to our, our sanity. And increasingly, there's more and more numbers coming out about what it does to your health. This increases your chance of heart disease, of diabetes, of all kinds of things. I don't know if that's just concomitant, you know, coincidental, but I believe it. I mean, the stress of not having enough sleep makes you really weird. And it's just like when you're drunk, you're not really in a position to decide whether you're okay to drive. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're probably not making great decisions about how much sleep you're getting. Has that gotten better for you, Dan, over time? You, you, sleep you were, in general? You were heavily sleep deprived for a very long time. Decades. Decades, yeah. For real? Um, this yes. goes back before the kids. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Way worse. Way worse. It's gotten way, way, way better. Meditation changed it for me a lot. And it, as, as much as this will anger most of our audience, paleo diet changed it for me a lot. What about Markdown? Has Markdown helped? Markdown? No, I still use textile. Do you um, love your kids? A little. And you, you like almost exclusively Apple products. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. There's a good reason nobody listens to five by five. I know, I know. So when it's you know when it's when you start of, doing meditation regularly. Remind um, Thanksgiving of two thousand and five, maybe. You had a big meal. Had a big you sat meal down for a minute. No, I was having. Oh. I was. I was having. Uh, uh, like a really bad ongoing like reflux that would never go away that the doctor like said would never go away and uh you know like uh incredible stress and heart palpitations and bad health and all that kind of stuff and i was like well and a friend of mine who is she was a therapist uh she said oh you know you should check out this uh this cd from dr weil about like the master key to breathing or something and how like breathing can help like calm you and other things. And I, I, I listened to this thing and I tried some of his like breathing techniques. And I was like, huh, that makes a difference. That seems to be helping. So I said, well, where can I learn more about breathing? Because it seems to be interesting. And I found like yoga. I'm like, well, I'm not doing yoga. 
I don't want to do that crap. So <laughs> I learned more about meditation. I'm I said, not a girl. Yeah, I'm not a 25-year-old woman living in New York, so obviously I don't want to do hot yoga. Yes, I am carrying a yoga mat because <laughs> I do yoga. Oh, were you looking at my yoga mat? Yes, this is my yoga mat for doing yoga because I do yoga. <laughs> Please continue. So uh, so I also learned that uh, yoga started at some some. I guess some history of yoga says that it started in support of like a meditation practice and that of course meditation involves, well, Buddhist meditation involves breathing um, uh, very much. That's sort of the focus of it. And uh, started reading about that and learned about that and that, that started the whole thing. So, and it uh, made a huge, huge, huge difference in every aspect of my life. Did you start, um, how, well, let me ask you, how soon were you able to make it a regular thing? I mean, you didn't immediately, immediately start doing it daily. Yeah, you I immediately did. started doing it daily? Yep. That must have, that, that probably helps to have it stick a lot. You know, it was one of those things that I made the realization then that if I didn't do this, that I was going to have significant and potentially lifelong health problems. It was, it was a simple, you know, People say serious is a heart attack. Well, I didn't have a heart attack, but I was on that path. And um, it, it was one of those things that was like, I knew at this point after I went in for the like upper endoscopy that this was serious and I needed to do something about it. And that if I didn't, things would continue to get worse. So it wasn't like, oh, maybe I should do this. It'll help me out. It was like, <laughs> if tough you, yeah, tough racket. But it was more like if I, if I don't do this, I'm going to have significant, probably lifelong health issues. And it was, it was like not a decision for me. It but something, was something grabbed you and you just said enough. Quit. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta Quit. do this. Quit. Quit. So that's, that is really remarkable. Is that the kind of thing? Hmm. Eh, not important, but it, that, that, that seems slightly atypical of you that, that you would just go, Oh, that's it. Suddenly now I'm, uh, maybe not. I'm a guy who medita- meditates, but like you found yourself doing it the next day and the next day and the next. Well, day. I knew I knew that I had to, and that's uh, interesting. F- fortunately for me, um, although it meditation is probably one of the most difficult things a human being can do, uh, on a, especially like maintaining a daily practice. Uh, it I knew immediately the the benefits for me were immediate. Uh, wow! So it it. It was something like, well, this is, this is, as you would say, this is hard, but, uh, if, if I do it, things are better. And that was enough for me to commit to doing it. That's the basic AB test that most of us ignore. I really, I really believe that. I mean, it's, you know, everybody, sorry, this is an old saw, but everybody thinks they're smart and everybody thinks that even though we know things, we don't know Right. No things. And it takes, there's that old bit about how you have to like, whatever, see an ad 13 times before it makes you, makes an impression on you. I mean, sometimes you have to re, re, re realize things a lot of times, you know, and you know, it's, it's that classic, um, the classic problem of like doing the same thing and expecting it's going to have different results. And because you're smart, like, oh, the mythical man month doesn't apply to you. Uh, shoveling potatoes into your mouth doesn't apply to you. You know, rotating your tires, or in my case, <laughs> replacing your timing belt. That doesn't apply to you. You know, cost $700 later, my wife's going, I guess that applies to you. Yeah. <laughs> but that, well, but you know, I, mean, I kept meaning, I kept meaning to replace my timing belt, 
But it wasn't until it went from like a $20 problem to a $700 problem that I really got how important it was. Yeah. And that's exactly the perfect analogy for what happened to me. And what I've found is that if I, if I make a decision to do something, um, that's something I'm fairly, I'm fairly good at saying I'm going to do this and then doing it consistently. And I used to listen to all of these, uh, you know, like these talks, these Dharma talks where people are saying, oh, you know, it's so easy to, you know, get distracted and, and fall off the, you know, fall off the cushion, as they say in meditation circles. <laughs> and, you know, at, at the time when I was starting it, when my practice was especially strong, you know, like I didn't have, I didn't have uh, kids. I didn't, you know, I had a, a relatively regular work schedule. So it was super, super easy for me to commit to this and, and do it and do it consistently. But then, you know, like when you have kids and the kids are waking you up at irregular times and sometimes very early in the morning or whatever, it, you know, all of a sudden this practice that you had, like, yeah, I wake up at 5.30 every morning and I meditate for 45 minutes and then I, you know, then I make some green tea and I have a relaxing breakfast before I check my email. Like, that gets thrown out the window and you're like, huh, well, I was woken up at, you know, 4.45 this morning because of whatever thing this kid did. And you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to is Which is, again, out of your control. Right. It's beyond my control. So it's not like it's something that I can do anything about and guess what yeah i might not sit that morning but what can i do throughout the day can i you know can i while i'm standing in line at the grocery store can i you know create a a mindfulness experience can i focus on something can i do some breathing then what about when i'm sitting in traffic so like you know it's it's the practice doesn't absolutely have to be you know 30 minutes on a cushion at five in the morning like john kabat-zinn says that and i i like that one a lot the i think that's him that says that the uh Every, every, every red light is an opportunity for mindfulness, not just in terms of, okay, be patient, but you know, there's all these moments that you can find to remember that you're there. And, and I, you know, even if you're not sitting on a cushion every day, I'm not trying to do my classic cop out here, but just to say that, you know, there are all kinds of little ways that can seep in and that's how it starts. I mean, some people are able to dive straight into a life changing thing. I would have to say, I have some friends that can't do it any other way. Than, than than diving straight in, but you know the the funny part is that it's it's not that one big decision that matters. You know, it's a rally, not a race. That that you have to do that. You don't get credit for meditating thirty times in a day. That doesn't equal a month of meditation. It's the doing it every day right. that makes it a thing. Right. So in my case, with this stupid sleep app, that that has given me a little bit of infrastructure. You know, and I've always I've always felt that. Danny O'Brien and I used to talk about this in the like life hacks days that nerds are much more likely to do stuff if there's a hook and like a little bit of a gadget. I mean, think about things like all these diets that people do, or there's the, my wife, my wife lost weight with that one diet where it's just like, do you weigh less or more today? Well, that's how much, you know, it's, I forget what the name of it is, but there's that like geeky diet. It's just a basic geek diet of like that. You just need to keep this trend line going down. And so if you wait, you know what I mean? It's, I forget the name of it. I'm sorry if I'm mangling it, but same for, uh, the, the hacker's diet, you know, um, there's so many things where, you know, well, I can't really lose weight until I get my chumby or whatever, (laughs) you know, but, but in this case, yeah, that does help because now I've got an association with that. Um, for some people that might just be the cost of buying the app might make them want to do it more, but I know we're a little short on time. So can I, can I offer up some tips? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, it's a first-time sleeper. Um, my first tip is that you uh, come see the Game Changers at the Showbox in Seattle. Uh, tickets are still available to see John Hodgman, Jonathan Colton, Merlin Mann, uh, Scott Simpson, uh, and the great John Roderick, um, founder of Supertrain. 
Uh, so please come to see that. But I've cobbled together a few things for sleep that have helped me. Now, for many of you people who are like sleep scholars, this is probably going to be really cliches that you've heard a million times, but I think they're worth repeating because there's, you know, every day somebody's born who's never seen the Flintstones, right? Okay. So, so can I reel some of these off? Do it. Okay. Um, like anything with self-improvement, especially involving your physical body and stuff, you, you will learn things that work and don't work for you provided you start listening. Uh, sometimes it helps to listen to the Monte Cristo because it really is trying to tell you something. <laughs> you know, if you consistently feel really crappy at 2 p.m., even though you've been guzzling coffee, you know, there's a certain kind of tired where you're really jazzed up, but you still feel like crap. You know, like if you've ever like had a bunch of all-nighters, you know, in school and like you're awake, like in my case, whatever, you take like ephedrine or caffeine pills or something like that, or a ton of coffee, and I'd be awake, but I would feel like crap. Well, you start noticing that, and think about, well, what, is there anything I can do to change that, right? That sounds dumb, but that's exactly what you need, is to start by being aware of that. In my case, if I'm walking around like a zombie, it's, yeah, I understand, I need to get more sleep. No, you really, really, really need to get more sleep. And you need to find things like the foods that make you feel good and not as good. Um, And, you know, if you don't start doing some control group tests, you're never going to find out. So by which I mean, if you don't have an occasional night where you sleep a lot, you know, you might never find out. Uh, Why is this worth doing? Well, you know, I I wrote a song for my old band uh, called Sundays in a Row. And uh, it's, you know, a song about hating your job. And uh, but I got that line from from an old book, like a 30s book. I think it's called, <laughs> I, I don't remember this is it, but I had this book called Your Health and Your Earning Potential. And it was this book put out by a company about how to be a healthy employee. And they had this line in the book that I really liked that became the title of the song, which was, you know, if you don't take time off from work, like if you don't take a proper day off on the weeks and the week, if you don't take a Sunday every week, you're going to end up taking all of your Sundays in a row. Which meant, I thought it was a wonderful line that had to be in a song. But the notion being that like you're going to end up in an asylum or a hospital yeah, yeah. or, or a, a big six foot deep hole in the ground. That's the thing is like you may not feel this stuff today, but this, this will accumulate. Or like, like uh, Daniel Jalcote, your former friend said a minute ago. Yeah, I don't know who you mean. I know. He says, you know, for him, it means, what does he say? I'm let, if I could sleep, I'm way less likely to be a monster grump to my kids. I feel the same way. Now... And why am I saying this? Because you're probably thinking, well, I wish I could get more sleep. That's fine for Merlin to have a computer and a bed. I have to do stuff. Well, you know, you you have to work with that. I mean, there are certainly going to be people, I have to guess, who really literally only can get four hours of sleep a night. If you're an astronaut or an idiot, that's fine. I can live with that. You may not control when you get up or you may not control when you go to bed but you damn sure better be able to control the other one. If you can't control when you go to bed and when you get up, you need a different life and you need to deal with that. That's beyond the purview of our last episode of our podcast. But what, in my, I think for most people, getting up is not something they have as much control over as when they go to bed. And I think the problem is people try to address this problem by saying, oh, I've got to get up earlier or, oh, I've got to go to sleep later. Here's my advice to you. Um, if you're trying to change the time that you go to bed and you're having trouble going to bed earlier, try getting up at the same time every day. So in other words, if you're not getting the sleep that you want, personally, I've never had a lot of success jump just straight out of the gate with going, I'm going to go to bed at eight 
because your brain's not ready for that. Like there's circadian rhythms and light and food that have been leading you up to a 1 a.m. bedtime. It's probably not going to work for you to just by fiat say, I'm going to go to bed at eight, which means I'll wake up at whenever. Do you know what I mean? Totally. For me, in trying to change sleep patterns personally, um, I find it more useful to gently change the time I wake up. And if you do that for three or four nights in a row, can you guess what's going to happen? You're going to want to go to bed earlier because you're going to be tired. But you're going to be tired like more organically. You're not going to be tired because you're stupid. You're going to be tired because now your body is readjusting to this cycle. Um, some other ones I would say, and this is, this is all just like stuff everybody knows, but it's worth repeating. Um, walk. Go outside in the day and in the afternoon. Take walks. If you've got sunshine available, get in the sunshine because this is helping your brain know what time of day it is. If you sit in a cave all day long typing in Emacs, like your brain does not really know what time it is. Like I know IRC has a timestamp, but you, if you get outside and walk around a little bit, that makes a huge difference. I would be careful not to eat too late in the day. This is how sumo wrestlers become sumo wrestlers. They eat a giant meal and then take a nap. Um, you're going to feel better if you eat a little bit earlier. And if you're going to eat, eat lighter. Giant, giant, giant one. Straight out of paleo. Make your room as pitch black as you can. If you can stand to not even see your LED clock. I did this three or four months ago. I can't even tell you what a difference this made. I blacked out the, the window. blackout is the, the best thing you can possibly do. We, we you know, here's a trick. Doing a little too, because I'm a maker. Yeah, you're a maker or you're a life hacker? I'm a life hacker and I'm a maker. Hack my life. And here's what you do you go to your favorite office store and you buy, they have, they sell these poster boards that have like a little foam. So it's like a two poster boards sandwiching called foam core. Foam core. And you, these, you can get a couple of these. Now they're not cheap. This is a big investment. This might cost 15 bucks. And you take one of these things and you fit it to the inside of your window. This thing will black out pretty much everything that you could possibly like. You could have like a street light outside, and it's going right. to perfectly. But I'm not saying like your neighbors are going to love you for this. It's better than tinfoil or aluminum foil, as you would say. <laughs> and it makes you a little closer to Howard Hughes, which yeah. is nice. Which I mean, so we we got these on and any any window where they're serious sleeping going. But, but this is this is another one of those things that as much as you and I say this to people, they're going to go yeah yeah yeah. But this like, really do it good, like do it like this but, is this would be my number but, one tip. But the other one is do it one hundred percent. And yeah. you're saying, oh, it's okay if there's a light on my Linksys. No, like it's yeah, hard you know to what describe. else is good for this gaffer tape. Gaffer tape, yeah, yeah. Well, I do this in hotels. Because, you know, hotels have blackout curtains. I actually sleep pretty great in a hotel as long as I don't think about anything. But you get a really good blacked out experience at a lot of hotels, except the whole place is full of LED lights. And you're thinking, oh, my God, how bananas are you to think that you see LED lights with your eyes closed? You do. You don't know it. But your eyes are, even when they're closed, are detecting that there is light in the room, which means it's time to be awake. And I know you're not going to believe this, but like you're going to have to try this for yourself to find out that if it is, if you literally, after you're in bed for five minutes, can't see anything, you're not going to believe the difference that it makes. And, you know, it's not possible for everybody. I, I will say, get it as dark as you can get it. But as with paleo, as with Atkins, as with anything, like really just avoiding a certain kind of thing completely is really different um, than avoiding it a little bit. So the light thing, um, huge. Um, I got a few other ones. This is, this is a pretty well-known one, but I'm going to toss it out. Try, and this is really hard to do, but try, I like to read in bed and I like to read comics. And for me, that's great on the iPad. I would really try to limit the amount of exposure you have to a bright 
uh, electronic oh, light. Yeah, totally. But, I, I've even heard advice that there's only two things you should ever do in your bedroom or in, I've especially heard this too. in your bed. One mm-hmm. of them being sleeping. The other Eat one is, is the other one is not reading. Oh, sorry. And, oh, really? Oh, yeah. A lot of people say that you should only have intercourse and sleep in your bed. Right. And if you want to do anything else, get out. Because you're, you're building a habit of what happens in that bed. And additionally, you don't want to become Walter Hudson, you know, like reading the Bible and braiding your hair while mm-hmm. people bring you four Big Macs. But, you know, you know, he washed himself with a stick with a cloth on it. He, he'd swab inside his folds. Like the worst thing that you could possibly do 1,400 pounds. would be to have a television in your bedroom yeah. And read and watch that with like your computer on your lap uh, and like what, doing all this crap. I mean, you're, that is a recipe you're sending, for... You're sending a message. You might as well be drinking coffee because you're sending yeah. a message to your brain that it's daytime. It's an it's extremely... It's daytime. Be active. It's a very blue thinking. light. It's the same temperature of light as when you're outside in the day. And then you turn that TV off. And, huh. Huh. I can't sleep so good. Why? Huh. Oh well, my gosh. I can't believe I just watched a show where people kill zombies for an hour. Yeah. And in a room with lights while right. I was watching this thing. So I would say if you can pull it off, especially if you're getting started with this, try to not look at the iPhone, not look at the iPad, not look at the uh, Nexus 45. Like give yourself time away. Some people say two hours before you go to bed. Try to avoid that. Um, and then, um, oh, so one other thing. I, I, I use this on my devices right now. It's not essential, but I like it a lot. An app called Flux. And Flux runs in the background and you tell it where you are or it detects it on your Mac, and then Flux um, gently adjusts the temperature of your monitor. This is just on, on a Mac. It doesn't work on an iOS device. But it gently adjusts the temperature, the color temperature, to what time of day it is. So you say, I'm in San Francisco, and obviously this matters because of the shape and the turning and whatnot, but uh, it'll gently adjust it and get like warmer and warmer as it gets later. And if you think this doesn't make a difference, run Flux use your computer for an hour at eight, eight, eight o'clock and then turn off flux. And it, it, it feels like you're getting an optic blast. It's like this really crazy straining blue light right in your eyes. So unless you're doing like, you know, really advanced graphical work, if you're typing, try flux. Um, Cause it'll, it's one way to feel a little less crazy um, at night. Um, okay. Last, last couple of things. If you have to have an alarm, this is a, this is a Merlin silly tip, but this is going to sound so dumb. If you set an alarm on your phone, for example, to wake you up in the morning. And yes, do turn on stuff like do not disturb uh, on your phone. If you can, you know, if you have that. I'm sure Android probably has that as well. But um, this is really dumb. But you know what I do? I, I, when I was uh, first starting out doing this on my iPhone, I would have reminders like, get up! Or like, wake up! Or don't oversleep! And you know what my reminder is now? Go enjoy some coffee. Not exclamation mark. Yeah. Because you know why? The night before, I got the coffee set up so that when I wake up, my existential concierge has coffee waiting for me. And I, I, it sounds so stupid. I feel so much better, especially if I'm traveling and I'm not sleeping a lot. It's really weird to wake up and have a phone yell at you, even with church bells. And then you see, wake up! And it's, it's weirdly stressful if you're really tired. That sounds dumb, but little things like that can make a difference. Um, preparing stuff the night before. Here's the thing. Street, sleep needs to become less of a stressful thing where it becomes easy for you to excuse how bad you are because you're scared of getting better at it. You're, you fear sleep. Insomniacs fear bed in general because they know they're always just a hairbreadth away from having the dark night of the soul until the sun comes up, right? So before you get your sleep better, you got to get your mind right. And I, I mean, these are all little tips that can help, but I think these tips can really, really, really help. 
personally. Um, anything else? No, nope, that's it, man. We ran long. Oh, yeah. Dan, I just want to say it's been a real thrill doing the uh, show with you. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for, you know, this is a really great, great 90 episodes. I'm glad we got great them 90 episodes. done. And- I'm going to miss this, but not Me a too. lot. No, I mean, yeah. it's something that yeah. sort of was cumbersome in the schedule. Right. I mean, Very cumbersome. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for show notes for this episode, because this was definitely not edited, go to 5x5.tv slash B2W slash 90. That's nine zero. Nine is in nine, zero is in zero. That's where you'll find the notes, uh, the Monte Cristo, everything. Should we, <laughs> should we button this up? Let's button this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. 